Hi everyone and welcome to episode 7. Wow, we're on episode 7 already of the Spill the Tea with Jimmy C podcast and I'd like to welcome today my amazing guest and a, a good friend of mine, Nikki. Good morning Nikki, how are you this morning? Hi Jim, very good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good and thank you again for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome, thanks for having me. Before we did this, we sort of talked about before our press record, we talked about what we were going to discuss today. And I do do some preparation. The whole part of this podcast is meant to be very laid back. And and for those that have listened to um, the other six podcasts, um, will know that. And if you haven't and you're just tuning in because you want to listen to about what Nikki does or you know Nikki, then if you've got a few minutes of time, actually probably say a few hours more like go back and listen to the other ones because then you'll get the idea of the whole journey of these podcasts and what we're going to be doing with them and why we do them but we were talking about um what we do and I said that this was quite a laid-back podcast and it was um quite open to what we could talk about um and 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 I, I send out some brief to all the guests that come on and say these are the topics that we're going to talk about however if you want to do something different then again I have some quick fire questions that I will fire in later on but you know we can talk about different topics and for those that haven't just seen that Nikki's just made an ooh face on the podcast <laughs> um uh, so uh, so yeah it's, it's meant to be fairly laid back and, and I did do the old big brother for those that remember big brother please do not say fuck or bugger so I've already said those words already this morning so I'm going to have to put the explicit on some podcast but if you want to you know it, again it's very laid back so Nikki I've Jim. talked already loads uh, in the first few minutes um, so how do we know each other this is where I open up to you to say, do you remember when we first met and how we know each other? Absolutely, I remember. You walked into a BNI meeting, a larger-than-life character, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody got up and did their weekly presentations, and then it was your turn, and you just completely engaged the room. Like this, uh, your voice is really loud, your projection, and your delivery was really, really funny. And from that moment on, I thought, yeah, he's a decent guy. Everybody must have had their um earplugs in when i did it i brought them next time <laughs> you brought them next time yeah thanks do you know what actually do you know what i won't i won't use their name um they're probably not even listening anyway but there was i went to a meeting once and uh there was somebody in this meeting that i'd i'd been in a bni chapter with before because i've been through i've been to a couple of chapters now um and this person I went back to the first chapter or the, one of the other chapters I've been to and this person was there and they're a really nice person. And they said to me, Oh, I suddenly remembered how loud you are at seven o'clock in the morning. He said, let me know when you're coming next time, please. He said, cause I'll bring my ear defenders. And I said, what, what you don't, don't you want to listen to what I have to say? He said, Oh no. He said, you're very engaging. He said, and you're very, very enthusiastic about what you do. He said, but I can't be bloody dealing with that at seven o'clock in the morning with your loud, enthusiastic voice. He said, so uh, please remember that. But no, that, that's very kind of you to say that. Oh, but, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, and I think that's, um, well, the lucky thing for us was that we were meeting at 11.30, so I could deal with that. <laughs> yeah. And by that point, everybody was awake and wide, wide awake yeah. and with it and uh, not worrying about 
me being too loud in the morning. Yeah. So that's how we first met. But then we've had other kind of connections through the years, haven't we? So with um, your children yep. and working with your children at, at the school and things like that. So, yeah. How long have we known each other? For three, four years? Well, I, I moved up here in 2015 and joined B&I in 2017. And I joined Innovation, was it 2018? No, 2019, I think. Oh, so it's only two years. A couple of years. It feels like a lifetime. It does. I bet you're sitting there <laughs> thinking, oh, I've known him far too long. That, that, enough is enough. Bye. Boop. <laughs> and now he's got me on here. Talking. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, where I can talk even more at people and it's all recorded. So whatever you say will be recorded down permanently forever. Why did I agree to this? Because you probably felt sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I wanted to support you. That's thank right. you. That's no, and I, and I appreciate that. And with all, with Nikki and with with all the others that have have come on to the podcast, the previous episodes, and and to the ones that are coming on in the future, um, uh, I would say thank you very much and good luck to you with regards to coming on. Um, so yeah, so and then and then you you and the chapter. Uh, stupidly accepted me to join yes we did so instead of it being once every month or every couple of months you then had to deal with me every week we looked forward to the big hugs as we walked in the room every week <laughs> so you're gonna say something he said we just looked forward to it <laughs> <laughs> there was always a hug there was. There was lovely. There was. And we can hug again from We can. No, and that was, do you know what? When I I I sat and um listened, I didn't I didn't hear the announcement. So it's funny, when we do these podcasts, we mention I mentioned stuff or I mentioned the guests different things that are going on in the world. And they can then normally work out when it was recorded because actually this one, even though it's recorded today it won't be published for a couple of weeks so it sort of it, it works out people work out work this out um but yeah i was listening to that and i was listening to the aftermath of the announcement last night and uh, where it said about more people meeting and people being able to hug and i don't know about you but that is one of the things that i have definitely missed yeah. with people yeah um absolutely even I'm a I'm a I'm a typical British person where when I meet people I will shake hands with with men and women I'll shake hands with with all, all genders I'll shake hands um but if I can get in there for a cheeky hug it's even better do you do, do not think no, I think I agree. I agree. And I saw that with you. I think I'd only met you three times and it was coming in for a hug. You're lucky it was only three. Normally it's on the second time. It's like the politeness of hello, nice to meet you. This is who I am. And then uh, then straight in. Straight in for the hug. Because <laughs> it releases all these really happy hormones, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Absolutely. And as much as I love hugging my kids and my husband, it'll be nice mm. to have different types of hug. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh absolutely. Mm. Yeah. absolutely and i think and i agree and i agree and and hugging um the kids and and obviously i, I work with my parents we're working we're allowed to 
and we're in a bubble as such yeah. thing. So yeah. we're able to anyway. And, and I think I, I'm I'm a strange person. I don't know about you. I'm a, I'm a very strange person. In the fact that I like shaking hands. I like hugging people and being in close proximity. Yet I don't like being in large groups at like events or concerts or stuff. I don't like being, or if I go out when I, when I was younger, I used to go out to nightclubs and stuff. I, I wouldn't, then I wouldn't mind being packed in like a sardine, but now my wife says, Oh, should we, should we go to this event? And I'm like, I don't want to be standing in the middle of 2000 people. It, it must be a, from when I was in the police, watching people's hands, watching what they're doing. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I'm happy to go in and you know give somebody a hug. And it, it what, what's even funnier, right? Is I like putting people out of their comfort zones. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a bastard, really. I'm really, I'm a bit of a pain because I like putting people outside their comfort zones. So in previous stuff that I've done, I've given them jobs or I've said to people, go on, go push yourself outside your comfort zone. And then there are people who I know who really don't like hugs and stuff, yet I'll go to give them a hug. And I don't know whether they feel awkward or or, or even when you do it with uh, men and women do it and and women do it with women and some men do it as well. But though when you when you meet somebody, you'll not necessarily go for a hug. You might go for a kiss on the cheek or something like that. Some people, you've got to gauge it, and you can't do it with everybody because some people can be really offended. But I find that there are some people, once you get to know them a bit, you can go in for a, a cheeky hug or a kiss on the cheek. Or Mark Simmons, we both know Mark. Mark, if you're listening, Mark loves a hug and a kiss. And I look forward to, uh, I don't know why his name came to mind, but I look forward to uh, doing that again. He does, he does. <laughs> and there are other people. And then, and then some people, you, you do it. I know you can do it. And you can you can almost do it sort of a jokey thing as well, and, and it becomes quite amusing. Very important, definitely. Absolutely. So I, I didn't listen to the to the news. I don't watch the news, but um, I, I do. All I know is pubs and hugs from from Monday. Mm. <laughs> pubs, hugs. Uh, more people. You can have more people inside your house. Can so you? You, where before you you couldn't meet inside, you can now meet with six people or two families in your house in the house right so okay. where before you could only do it in the garden now you can do it in the house right and how many is it outside now is it 30 outside no no it's 30s at 30 at weddings and okay. funerals and okay. events and cinemas and all that sort of stuff are reopening again but i probably need to just probably have a look actually. oh i didn't i didn't i i, I like to correct what i said i didn't watch i just sort of caught up on my phone um when i got home from work so yeah okay cool so so anyway back on track (laughs) yeah off the hug subject being off to one side so yeah so we we then met at b and i yeah and then i joined Mm -hmm. stayed with you guys for a year or so yeah and then dumped us I didn't dump you. <laughs> got a better offer somewhere else than uh, where you're off. I, got, I get up at the crack of dawn on the Tuesday now and do it on the Tuesday. So I've done it this morning. So And and this is a good time to do a podcast because I've still got my energy before I get to about one o'clock and then go, Ooh. Yeah. And that's that's why I can't do the morning I could, because I just don't, by lunchtime, I'm done. I'm just not 
on it. Your uh, your uh, El Presidente was there this morning. She was subbing. Was she? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Actually, I did know she was. I did get asked to sub, but I just, with, this is the thing in the mornings for me, and you wouldn't know this because you have a wife that deals with all of that stuff, but I have children to get ready and get to school and etc. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. I do. I have to have strict instructions, but I do get the children ready. I think actually I've got to get up and get them ready tomorrow while she goes to the gym. With strict instructions. Well, right. Okay. So we said we we said before we were going to talk about children, and I think we're getting to that subject. My kids, right, are brilliant. They are difficult sometimes, my girls. However, they will get up and get themselves ready. So and it's very strange, and I, I don't understand. And I don't. I I can't even. I asked my mum and dad, but I can't. I can't relate to it because I don't remember what I did when I was a child. I think I only really remember from that sort of stuff from sort of early teens onwards. Mm. So, um, oh, I've just suddenly remembered. Am I using back? Is Mark's not on the call? Is he? No. Oh right. Okay. I'm dropping um, dropping the f bomb. I didn't want him to be in the background on the telephone or something like that. Oh. <laughs> that? It's such a, some unsightly man doing a podcast with my wife, <laughs> dropping the he's F-bomb. In the room. He's in the room, but he's not on the phone. Oh, I've right. got him if his phone rings, he needs to leave because otherwise he would have to talk. He's looking at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mark. <laughs> he's, waving. he's waving. He has got earphones on, but obviously he can hear you even with earphones. <laughs> I'm that loud. He can hear me without... The, the, the mute on the speakers is on. He can yeah. hear me all the way from Wisby. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so back to so kids. Yeah, and you say on that point, the, the kids, the kids, they will get up and deal with themselves. So they will wake them, they will wake up themselves and they'll go downstairs and make their own breakfast and they're not allowed to use the cooker. They're not allowed to turn the heat on. We've told them no so my my middle daughter Imogen, who loves to cook, has found a way of doing her entire cooked breakfast not on the hob, or the grill, or the oven. Microwave. So basically, in the microwave. So she just bangs it all in the microwave, and I come down. I think there's been no adults down here. How have you cooked? I've done it in the microwave, Dad. It's fine. It's it's not a problem. Cheese on toast. Scrambled egg. Yeah, well, yeah. My kids say <laughs> that when they hear the microwave ping, they know dinner's ready if I'm cooking it. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, Mark does most of the cooking in the house. <laughs> but but yeah. at, least, at least you say you hear, they hear the microwave ding and then they know that dinner's done rather than they see the Uber Eats man walking down the driveway yeah. and then they, they go, oh, Dinner's ready, Mum. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Regan used to do that as a child as well, because I was a single mum with her for seven years. And she'd be in the lounge, maybe watching television or whatever she was doing as I was cooking dinner, and she'd hear the ping and come through. <laughs> dinner ready? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're well posh in our house. When Save us shouting. So I say to Michaela, we've got to stop shouting upstairs. I said, I'm not going to stand in the kitchen and shout at the kids, because... It, it just frustrates me because they don't listen. Lorna, my oldest, have a door shut, have her headphones on, 
under a in her bed on her phone with a cover up with the door shut and we're shouting from the kitchen so we just announce it i'm looking around because i don't want to set one off in the office here but it's in front of me we have one of those devices from amazon okay yeah don't say her name yeah that name everybody here knows it because it will go what do you want uh and we we just say dinner's ready and then it pings around the house and says dinner's ready they don't, That's they don't. a really good idea because yeah, but we that, have the same issue. Mm, mm. And yes. nobody listens. Do you feel like sometimes you're talking to yourself? Well, I don't do it. I'll just, well, actually, to tell her, no, it's mainly because Michaela cooks mostly at the moment, but um, but I do like to cook. But though we, we do do that. And the other advantage is as well, if you get all the phones connected to it, it brings up a message on your phone. So if, if your Alexa, oh, just said it now, bugger. No, it's not slow. If the device is turned down volume-wise and you put an announcement out, it will then ping up on a message on your phone and say what has so been have you said. Got, so have you got an Alexa device in? Oh, sorry. Have you got one as well? <laughs> no, no, have you got? No, I meant I thought I might have set you Oh, no, I've got headphones on, so you can say oh, it as much as you it, want. <laughs> okay, so have you got one in every room? Uh, most of the rooms and in the hallway. Right. Okay. So that's where um, that's not going to work for me just because I've only got one, but yeah, 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 yeah. We need to think of a way. Maybe we just need to tell our children that they need to listen more Yeah. or be on screens less or, yeah. but that's a massive challenge, isn't it? Cause all oh. you get back is everybody. I mean, TikTok's the one at the minute, everybody, even my son, who's 10, Everybody in my class has got TikTok. And mm. I'm not, sometimes you just need to be a bad parent because just right now, I think they're, they're too mm. young. They're too young. We've, we, with regards to things like that, we've said to the girls, Lorna, the elder two have phones and that's more, I was against it. I didn't get a phone till I was 16. But then Lorna says that's because phones weren't invented in the caveman times. So that's the response I get on most of the stuff. Uh, and they got phones when they went to, or just before they went to secondary school. Yeah. And that's more because we put the find my phone on there so we can track where they are. Um, also, we can get in contact with them if we need to. Uh, they're quite, it's quite interesting with, with secondary schools. And I don't know whether this is a Norfolk, Cambridgeshire thing. Because of the distance and the fact that they have to, most of the children that go to the schools can't walk to school, they have to take transport. When the kids get detentions, they don't tend to get detentions at my daughter's school um, at the end of the day. They'll get, it's almost like they get a detention appointment. So it's like, okay, well, you won't get, when I was at school, detention, stay behind, we'll see you at the end of school. If you yeah. bunk off, you'll you you'll be in big trouble for it. Well, say never got one. Can't. Oh. <laughs> school boff, school bod. Yeah, I did lots of times. But <laughs> but but here, but but living here, and I think it, again maybe because it's a a rural, it's a rural area. Yeah. Detentions like the Lorna's had a couple of detentions, and they've said, okay, well, we won't give you detention today. We'll give it. We'll give it in a couple of days, or we'll, we'll book a timing. Um, so 
but we give them phones in case things change or something happens or whatever. And then with Imogen as well, she's just about to go to secondary school. So she gets one. She's got one as well. And and also now, especially with the better weather, because we don't live in one of the villages, we live on the outskirts, we'll drive the kids to see their friends. We've got friends in the village. So we've said to them, and we've arranged that if something happens and we can't get there quick enough, go to this house and knock on the door. If they're not there, go to this, you know, we'll yeah. find you a sort of safe base place to go to. But we, they have their phones as well. And I was always dead against it. And, and we've said with Lorna, she's, she's, she can have TikTok. Um, and Imogen can have TikTok when she's 11 or 12. I don't, I can't remember. I can't remember what the age mm. there are, but there are lower age limits and stuff. They're all allowed WhatsApp. Even though, even though you're not allowed WhatsApp, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm digging myself a hole with this No, stuff. you're not. You're not. But, I, I think it, it's unique and individual, and I would never judge anybody for what they give to their no. children or what they don't give to their children. I just think for mine, and I think some of it is personal experience of working with kids with mm -hmm. massive body image issues, um, and a lot of that is based on social media and mm -hmm. looking at skinny people and filtered people mm. and all that kind of stuff so whilst they're not pushing so hard at the minute i just won't mention it no. yeah i mean um they have whatsapp and they have the facetime and they have what's the other one is it zoomerang boomerang no i'm sure it's zoomerang where you can do like funny dances a bit like tiktok but it's not public you don't have a profile or anything like that so it seems to me like a safer option and you can't look not at other a, people either not heard of that one I'll, I'll ask the girls i'll whatsapp them i'll whatsapp the kids after we've done this and say have you heard of this one and they go yeah Dad, it's been around for ages facebook is for old people apparently <laughs> facebook is is instagram and uh tiktok are the in the things platforms. um I said to one of the kids, oh, have you never heard of MySpace? And they went, my what? And I went, MySpace, it was before Facebook. And they went, no, Dad, not, not, not that. Facebook's for old people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I don't, but I'm not ready. I don't, I'm not ready to move anything. I'm quite happy to stay with what I know and yeah. just whatever. They're still usable platforms, aren't they? I yeah, don't, I don't... So. It's our generation, our friends are all on mm. Facebook. They're not on TikTok. No. So why would we... Why would we want to? We, we have TikTok. Michaela and I have TikTok accounts, and that's more to monitor what the kids might do. Um, but again, with all the stuff that they do, we stick all the privacy on. We lock them up. They can't, you know, they can't be seen and all this sort of stuff. And even with their phones, uh, they've both got iPhones, which are hand down hand-me-downs from from us when we've both upgraded our phones and and they've got um we, we lock them up so we give them limited amounts of time and all this sort of stuff so i think they get till eight nine o'clock at night on a weekday and then they have more time on a weekend but even i don't have the password to give them more time because we went for a stage a few years ago where quite a few years ago where they have tablets and I just sort of, and I was really, it's really bad to say this, but I'd be like, do you know what? I'll give you more time. Just leave, just leave me be, just leave me alone for <laughs> half an hour. I'll give you more time. And of course, they then cottoned on to what the pin codes were. And and this is obviously pre, pre-COVID and all this sort of stuff. And then Michaela would be out or she'd be at work. 
and I'd be there with the kids and it'd be like 10 o'clock at night and they'd still be on their tablets. I'm thinking, did I give them enough time? And of course they know the pin code. So they go in and just set off or they unlock it. And So now I'm not allowed the pin number because they'll end up, I'm useless and I'll, I'll, just give it to me. Yeah, I'm rubbish. Yeah. I'm not a bad parent. I'm just rubbish at that. I just go, yeah, do it. But then yeah. they have the PlayStation and they have the Nintendo you Switch watch, and all you that. Watch well. On um, Netflix, there's a movie on Netflix. Can't remember the name of it now, but it shows you about how the your data is captured and used and how it hooks you in. Yes, I I haven't seen it, but I've I was listening to another podcast and I heard somebody mention about that. Mm. Yeah, I've I've got it on my watch. It's one of those ones I want to watch, but I need to watch when either it's just me and Michaela, or you know, there's nobody else around because otherwise I'll, I need to concentrate on it. Yeah, the um, other one we saw was on um, it was on channel channel four. I think it was Dispatches, and they'd mm. created a, a um. A dummy account right for a child yeah and then it showed you how people were connecting and this child the child thought that it was somebody their age etc 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 and it showed you the whole thing and actually mm-hmm. i've got my kids to watch that mm, okay yeah it was i mean it wasn't like ultimately scary but it's no, no. really good for awareness of when often because they have rob- roblox yeah yeah and people yeah. can talk to you on that. And they've yeah. been told that they're not allowed to talk to anybody, et cetera, et cetera. And a couple of times they've said, oh, well, yeah, but they only asked me how old I was or whatever like mm-hmm. that. So since they've watched that, that's it. They don't speak to anybody. We, Lorna's too old for Roblox now. She's not yeah. interested in that. Yeah. Imogen does because her friends play it. Um, but then they all play Minecraft as well, and they all go into little lobbies and stuff together. And and Fortnite is the other one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she started playing it, and I was really dubious because we had um, somebody we knew, their son had it, and it all of a sudden he started getting messages and all this sort of stuff saying, "Who are you?" And you know, I think we go to the same school, and and he said, "Oh, and you go to such and such school," and the person was like, "Yeah," and you think you're being catfished or you're being, this is really, really not, I'm not happy with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, and, and there are ways <clears throat> with all these games, the way that they they get the support from the parents, if, they, if the kids want to play them, is that they have the facility to be able to lock them all up and yet you can't talk to anybody. And <clears throat> and Imogen goes on, plays Roblox, and it's just with her friends from school. And they all WhatsApp each other beforehand, say, oh, we're going on, this is our private room, and we're not letting anybody else in. And same with things like the PlayStation stuff. They all, it's my profile um, for my gaming that I play, but my list of friends is only people that I know. But then the kids have got their friends on there as well. So, again, it, it's not... And, it, and and there was an incident, well, not an incident, there was something when one of the kids was playing and somebody else's friend wanted to come in as well. And they said, oh, can this, and I said, who is that person? Oh, well, it's such and such friends, cousin. I was like, no, you're not, you're not playing on that. Come off, come off and, and just play with friends that you know. And, yeah. It's and a minefield and it's something oh. that as parents, you're kind of pulled by your kids to allow them to have mm. a similar freedom to, to others but at the same time needing to keep them safe. And it's just, it's a real juggle, isn't it? Because you Absolutely. don't 
you what you don't want to wrap them in cotton wool but you need to have those protection measures in place so absolutely yeah absolutely pete, pete young is a good person to speak to he's really good yes cyber security he is yeah that kind of stuff so he is yeah he's mentioned to me about if we get any any issues around being able to do stuff um luckily i'm fairly tech savvy but Michaela's quite good with knowing what can be opened and locked and mm. pin coded and she just doesn't tell me the codes because then I'll, I'll forget to lock it again. Because like, oh. you're the fourth child. That's uh, well, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. Before, <laughs> after or before the dogs, I don't know. I don't know which order in the pecking line I go down. <laughs> um, just a quick question for you then. I'll do some. I like doing some sort of quick fire questions. So, um, you already talked that when the kids hear the microwave being, they know that you're cooking dinner. But if you had the opportunity to say to the or you the kids said to you mum or mark said to you nikki we're gonna have a takeaway tonight what would be your ideal takeaway i've <laughs> overindulged on takeaway over covid because that's the only thing that we've been able to get isn't it um i haven't i don't get takeaway i think i get indian to my house or i have to go out and get it and i can't be bothered so i've done quite well not having um, takeaway well done. Yeah. See, I was going to say Indian was the first thing that popped into my head, mm. but only because I'm thinking about the selection that we have locally and we can have Indian or kebab. Oh, I know. I no. love kebab. Oh, no. I love it. I love a kebab. Okay, this is to me. And and we're both sort of on their healthy eating drive at the moment. So um, she, a couple of times, especially back, she's been doing it for ages. And I've sort of jumped on the bandwagon as we've over the last sort of month or so, couple of months. And and but before that, she goes, oh, so what should we have for dinner tonight? I go kebab. She goes, no, we're not having a kebab because it means that no, we're not doing that. It's really. And one day I'll say kebab, and she'll go, yeah, right then. And then I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I want it anymore. <laughs> you can have chicken. I mean, if we do do that, just because we're not like Indians, not. Uh not fancying it no i have like the chicken so you can have the grilled marinated yeah. chicken with um green peppers and like, you're making me hungry now green peppers and onions and that's kind of like the a healthy option is it rather yeah. than donor and the shish kebab yeah. the, the chicken shish yeah 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 that's it yeah. yeah which is quite nice so yeah i guess it would be indian but if i had a if i had a choice of any takeaway mm -hmm. in the world then i think it i'd actually like nando's delivery love nando's do you know what? Right. So my show notes that I have, it says on here that and the, the 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 topic is it says order time. And it says, What is your Nando's order or favorite takeaway order? However, apart from my friend Bish Bishop, who is the previous podcast, anybody else I've asked, they go, I don't don't really like Nando's. So I did it with him. And then I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just say takeaway. But you've said Nando, and that's brilliant because I, that's one of my questions. So yeah, I love Nando's. I do. And I love kids, it. I remember we did. Um, we had it yesterday, the pre-COVID. Mm. Um, not like the movie. We seen the movie yesterday. Yes. Yeah. No, We're gonna do that. We're gonna do yeah. it yesterday. Oh, well, we might do a better planned one, but this was just. Um, Mark was working. It was it was the summer holidays, and so the kids 
I, I thought, what are we going to do today? So we got in the mm. car and I said, right, kids, where are we going? So we got to the end of the road and they went, turn left. And anyway, and I just let them kind of guide me all day. So we got, we ended up in Kingsley in all places, bless them. <laughs> and what do you want for lunch? And they said something different, somewhere we've never been before. So I took them in Nando's mm. and they loved it. Just that whole experience of something completely different. They mm. both love chicken. Um, and we had hummus dips to start and then halloumi and they were trying all of that stuff. And it was just the whole experience was awesome. But I do think that if we had it as a takeaway, it wouldn't be the same. It's quite nice going in and like putting all the different piri piri sauces on and all of that kind of stuff. That's somewhere we're going to go, definitely. Funny enough, we said, we were all sitting at dinner last night and we said, I said, said to the kids, should we go to Nando's when they opens back up again? They were like, yeah, yeah. Because again, we're the same. We've had it takeaway and it's not the same. It's not the same environment, the ambiance, the environment of it all. And also, you can take the kids to Nando's and you can be as loud as you want. They can make as much mess as they want. And it doesn't really matter because it's a very family-friendly place. And the one in King's Lynn is really nice. Um, yeah. It's really good. Other, do you know the other place the kids love? Well, Ebony loves to go because we've promised Oliver we'll take him. Mm. So we're going to Cambridge in a few weekends' time. But it's Yo Sushi. And um, first of all, when I said to Ebony, we'll go to mm. Yosushi because Oliver was doing football training at Norwich. Yep. So we dropped him off, went into Norwich. And um, she said, but I don't like fish. Fish is disgusting. So, but it's not, it's not fish. <laughs> well, it can be, but it's not necessarily. But the whole putting it on the tray and then yep. it gets delivered to your table and the light yep. going green and that was yours. And yep. the whole experience of that was just brilliant. So, Do I they still go around on the conveyor belts or is it yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Go on the conveyor belt and then if it's yours that comes past you because i think this is because of covid i think initially mm. you could just grab anything couldn't you but you yeah. won't have to touch anything unless no. the belt stopped and the lights went green oh, okay to your table and then you took because that was your order mm. and it was brilliant and it only stopped for like 30 seconds or so so everybody was like oh great good girl did it again. <laughs> you know that kind of thing but it was it was just the whole experience that's what i like yeah is like mcdonald's you go in and yeah just cram it down your face and get yeah. out whereas sushi and nando's and mm. yo sushi are, are just brilliant that that's kind of anyway that was a really long answer no 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, yo sushi is is i haven't been there for years i think the last time i can remember going there uh, michaela was pregnant with one of the kids and we went there um mm. And that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. However, uh, Imogen has been with my mum to the one in Cambridge. She keeps asking about going back there. And I said, yeah, we should do. The only problem is I think we just have to take her on our own because the other two don't, they're quite fussy. They don't like fish stuff. They don't like that sort of stuff. So. They do. Well, even so, there's, they do like Korean chicken and stuff, which is just similar to sweet and sour chicken. I could, we could try. I, I, they, I, they're not really, they've not got the culinary palate that we've both got, mm. um, apart from Imogen. So, but I'm sure we could get them a kebab or <laughs> a McDonald's. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So tell us a bit about what you do um, for your, in your business and, and, and Shine Time as well. Okay. Yeah. So Shine Time is one of the products, as you know. Um, so I started my journey working one-to-one -one with individuals with predominantly anxiety and depression, but 
you know, uh, as with anyone that does hypnotherapy, we also do the weight loss and the smoking and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. But my passion is people who are struggling, particularly with their mental health. Um, so then took redundancy from CITB back in 2016, set up my own business and taken that kind of corporate experience and knowledge into um, supporting individuals in the workplace in around mental health is now enabled me to help employers. So uh, delivering wellbeing strategy, um, line managers, mental health training, stress management workshops, resilience workshops, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So proactive approach to, to mental health for employers. And then Shine Time is the one that you're familiar with because mm -hmm. I know the school that your children go to yep. um, access the Shine Time program. And that's all designed really simple to understand, quick to use techniques that can build confidence, resilience and self-esteem for children. And the best thing is when you start to deliver that program and get feedback from the children mm -hmm. about how different they feel at the end of it is it's totally awesome i had one one young girl in a school not locally that i delivered training in and um when we first looked at how they were feeling because i work in a group of six when i deliver it um and she said that she felt compelled to touch four things four times every night before bed um otherwise someone will die so OCD. wow OCD. Yeah. And at the time I thought I really need to work with you one-to-one -one because there's obviously some key issues going mm -hmm. on with you. Um, but she went through the program. She really engaged in it, really de deployed the techniques that she learned. And her feedback at the end of the four weeks was that she just goes straight to bed. And that's like the best feeling in the world. This wow. Is yeah. Why, why would you not want to do this job? <laughs> Well, and it must be, it must, that, that must be your, that's your job satisfaction when you work yeah. with somebody or you work with a group of people and they have a, an issue or there is an issue or a problem um, as such. And then you get to the end and you actually hear that they're not doing that anymore and they've changed who they are. And, and I think that with the whole mental health subject, um is something which and I, i'm happy i'm quite open i i've suffered with it myself and it's a subject at the moment which i've started to try and understand about more for a number of reasons mainly for my own well-being to understand why i'm like i am sometimes mm -hmm. um and and also for to, to, to try and help other people not not be a specialist like you are but also, but but when I can see the, um, I can see the signs, and I can see that people are male and female, uh, and all genders are, are are possibly struggling. It's it's getting the early warning signs, and either saying to them, "Do you want to have a chat?" or "I'm here to chat," or um, or knowing how to be around them and not not in an awkward way i think it's more of a uh trying to trying to be comfortable around them and, and trying to yeah. sort of i'm trying to think of the right word but but not not wrap them up in cotton wool but um more <sighs> when people are around each other some people if if they're not on the same wavelength it could be a bit awkward mm -hmm. so i find i'm a person who could accommodate so I can accommodate different people, basically. I find that I'm quite an accommodating person. And 
if I can see that somebody is having is struggling, then I might say, do you want to chat? If they say no, then I won't push it, but I'll know that there's certain things that I might want. I won't talk around about them. I won't necessarily be too sort of huggy huggy with them or, um, you know, yeah. the best, sorry, I'm cutting over you. No, no. The don't. best thing is to always ask twice. Yeah. And that's like a real kind of, because because you're right, it is accommodating, but it's also rapport. So if you're able mm -hmm. to build rapport with any different type of person, different mm -hmm. personality types, different people, <clears throat> then you're best place to be able to offer them support. Because if you're in rapport with someone, they feel comfortable being able mm -hmm. to have that conversation. And then it's about you, like you say, feel feeling confident enough and competent enough to be able to have those mm. conversations, mm. which is awesome that you're doing that. Mm. It's predominantly the mental health training that I provide for managers is all about building rapport, how to have the conversations, mm -hmm. kind of techniques to be able to draw out things. But ultimately, as you probably know from, from experience, as do I, if you are experiencing a mental health issue but you mm. want to keep it to yourself mm. then you will keep it to yourself it's not mm. it's not visible it you can mask it a lot of the time um so rapport is key like you say mm. it's about knowing that person and and being able to judge how they're feeling and mm. to ask the right questions yeah so yeah so when when people talk about mental health it is it opens up a whole range of different things and you can i think from somebody who has experienced it themselves it it's something again that i'm starting to become quite sort of aware aware of more and want to help other people because if i've experienced it then i know i've i've not experienced it in some ways that people have but i want to be able to if i can see that there are signs there i want to try and help them and and direct them and then as you said always ask twice just in case because you ask them the first time and they go no i'm all right and the reaction could be no i'm all right and you go are you you know are you sure you might not do it straight away if i'm right maybe leave it a bit and think well, there could be something not not right there but then leave it a short amount of time and ask again or the way that I've done it in the past is say, hi, are you okay? And then they'll go, yeah, yeah. And then you have a bit more of an eye contact type thing mm. and say, are you really okay? Mm. I wouldn't if I knew they weren't, but yeah. are you really okay? Is is kind of that next level okay. Yeah. Are you really okay? Yeah. So yeah, that's quite a quite a good Because and I, and I agree with you, eye contact is one of those things that I try and have with people. There are people who won't have eye contact with you, and there could be a number of reasons why. One of the main reasons could be because they feel uncomfortable and they don't like having eye contact. The secondly could be because they they just don't they have something that they don't want to share. And and again, if you don't know that person, you meet them for the first time, you you can't gauge that. However, if you and I had a conversation and I was sort of trying to talk to you you're you look you're engaging you look at look for eye contact if your eyes are all over the place i think which is why zoom because if i look at my camera then i'm looking at but if i'm looking at you on my screen my eyes are there yeah that's so, yeah but i hope i hope after next week that i'm going to start i i'm really looking forward to when i can do these face-to-face -face social distance because these will be so much more i mean these are really engaging anyway mm. but they will be so much more engaging 
and I've got some ideas and I can and you can get more people in because in a Zoom meeting, if you have four of us, you cut over somebody else and it cuts the 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 sound. If you're in a room chat show, be like chat show with Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At, yeah, mum and dad's garden around you know around the pizza oven with the sun and you know loads of people there and just chatting away and that that's what i wanted to be but i wanted to get the word out now and this was the quickest way to do it via zoom yeah, yeah, yeah. that people yeah. are safe with so so yeah okay well i think i think yeah we need to we could talk more on mental health and there's loads yeah. and, and and with shine time as well is, is stuff that you're getting out into the schools um, I know that my kids have, some of them have, have been involved in some of the shine time and it's definitely helped them. Um, I've seen a massive um, sort of change of their sort of thought process and what they do. Um, and it is really good. And so anybody listening, it's shine time. Um, and it, it's, it's, is it mainly Norfolk or is it moving outside yeah no um and actually now with the zoom and the train the trainer program it can be national so yeah, yeah absolutely predominantly it's Norfolk Suffolk and Cambridgeshire at the moment but, uh-huh. but you hope to push it out there yeah absolutely. absolutely absolutely and I think anybody listening who's thinking about doing that or or any any teachers or anybody working within schools or within the youth setting that something like that would be superb to at least give a go um i've got a couple of other questions for you really quick uh top three programs that you're watching on telly at the moment when does love island come back on oh no right bye (laughs) love island what i love love island it's just complete cheese car crash tv no it's just it's just something that you can just wash over you and just the other one I like Saturday afternoon, four in a bed replays. I've never that. seen that. No, never seen that. What's that about? It's um, it's a, a what is it called? It's not a documentary. What is it about where it's a three B and B owners and they all pit against each other for the right. best B and B. Um, and I started last night watching Mind Hunters, but I can't give a review on that yet because it's only been the first one. But it's about um a guy who's in the FBI. And um, ah, yes. And understanding the psychology behind serial killers, and they and they end up working. Have you watched it? I haven't, but I've seen it. I've seen the advert, and I've not. It's again, it's one of those ones. I think I'd probably have to watch on my own because you have to really concentrate with programs like that, don't you? Yeah, it's not. A, it's no. a, after kids are in bed, definitely. And and I don't know whether it be Michaela's sort of thing. She doesn't really like. No, I so don't. I avoid on. it at all costs, but I thought I need to man up a bit and watch something other than Disney and boring <laughs> bed. <laughs> I'm trying to watch something. Yeah. Kids, kids YouTube is what tends to be on in our house quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. So um, just another question as well, and I'll do this with all the guests. What's your top favourite alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink? Uh, so I've got one for each. Is that good? Yeah. At least you're at least you're honest. So I've got one. Somebody else said, "Well, actually, I've got four. And I'm like, "Really? Or three? Oh, see, see, Mark and I are, are, are doing kind of low carb at the minute. So right. Prosecco, extra dry, is the is the alcoholic drink. Yeah. Um, and I've got quite a few soft drinks. You know, my favourite one in the minute is lemon and ginger tea. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. That that 
that I find with the fruit tea, sometimes you drink them and it just tastes like water. But if the smell is there, yeah. then actually you actually it tricks your senses saying, actually, this may just be water. But doesn't it smell fantastic? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's really nice. And it's not too fruity. You know, like if you get yeah. raspberry or something, you just feel a bit sick. Yeah. It's quite. Yeah, I quite like it. I can't talk across the floor. So just to finish off, because I know that uh, um, we've been going for a while now, just to finish off, what quick, you got any plans for the future with what you're doing with regards to work? Anything on the horizon that you can tell us about or what do you, what are you doing with your business and what, and yourself moving forward? What do you want to do to get out there? Or So on my, on my business model at the moment, so obviously when we went into lockdown, school shut, employers shut, and everything just kind of went like this. So fortunately now, mm-hmm. more and more people are beginning to engage. And actually the mm-hmm. outcome of the pandemic has been that we need to take mental health seriously, yeah. which which is, is a big bonus. Yeah. So my plan is to have Shine Time as a national licensed programme across mm-hmm. the UK in the next three years. Brilliant. One thing. Um, and for the employers' mental health to engage with many more employers about proactive um, mental health and well-being rather than the reactive stuff like mm-hmm. an EAP or MHFA. or mm-hmm. um, So they're, they're my two key focus for the next three years. Mental health first aid, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up. I, I... Is it a long story? It's not a long story at all. I, and um, Mark is trained in MHFA because um, his employer put him through it. Yeah. I think it's it's a really good way to be able to support people in the business once they've got a mental health concern or mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. Um, and people have got the techniques. But mm-hmm. I think what would be even better is to put training and processes in place and strategies in place to ensure mm. that they get there in the first place. Yeah. And that's where I'm coming from. Proactive approach rather than reactive, such as MHFA or EMP. And I, and I second that from a health and safety point of view, re, uh, proactive rather than reactive. And there's ways of doing that. So yeah. Nikki, where can people find you on social media or online or where can yeah, they everywhere. come and look at your so, stuff? Yeah. The wellbeing people dot co dot uk or the well-being people on linkedin or facebook or yeah the well-being people really and shine time as well just shine, shine time's just on, time. on there as well on all of those platforms yeah absolutely brilliant chatting with you thank nikki thank you ever so much you've been an absolute star uh, for today um and uh hopefully we can have a further conversation about other stuff surrounding mental health and stuff which i'm going to look to do in the future so no you've been an absolute star thank you very much for your time today um that's been episode seven episode seven now of spill the tea with jimmy c podcast with me jim your host and nikki williamson from the well-being people thank you nikki I'll speak to you again soon. Take care. Thanks, Jim. Bye.